2: Now
4: She-Hulk is a series that's somehow in Marvel. That's also on DisneyPlus.com forward slash She-Hulk forward slash Episode 1 that you can watch. That's also in the Marvel Universe, and it features She-Hulk in the She-Hulk tv series whatever whatever and a lot of people are talking about she hulk on the disney and they say they have opinions about it and i have opinions about it so i'm going to give you my opinions about it in this video and yes this is my worst intro ever but before we get into my opinions and before i talk about things related to she hulk i have a sponsor of today's video i'm going to toss it to the sponsor i'm going to toss it like that And then we'll bring it back over here, and we'll talk about it on the other side. Do you have a plan for an earthquake? What about a severe weather event? What about a situation where your power goes out, like what happened when the frost hit the state of Texas? Well, you definitely should, because what we've seen time and time again is that the unprepared get left behind, and those who thought ahead end up prospering. And in light of that reality, this is one of the reasons why I'm so happy to be partnering with GetASurvivalKit.com. This backpack is compact, easy to store in your car or in the front of your property, So you can grab it and go in a crisis situation. It has all the supplies that you'll need in order to make it through the first 72 hours, including food. They got a big ration brick in here, medical supplies, first aid kit, and lighting. So you can actually see where you're going if the power goes out. And again easy to store, compact, and great. And one of the best things about this is that if you're a listener to the show, if you're a viewer, if you're anybody who watches this, and you go to getasurvivalkit.com, you can get this for 50% off. That's 50% off, and it gives you peace of mind. It cannot beat that deal. So She-Hulk is out at this point in time. There are two episodes that have been released. I don't know if I'm going to actually end up releasing this video after the third episode comes out, but I think it's fair to judge the series completely based on its first two episodes. And by the way, I didn't watch this alone. I actually watched this with my fiance because my fiance is in fact a woman and I knew for sure that she would give me the female perspective and when she gave me the female perspective I wasn't listening very well so I'm just going to give you my perspective on what went down in these first couple episodes. Some of the issues that people have for it and overall I'm going to actually give you possibly something that will surprise you. Being a superhero...
1: It's a trial by fire. Who's going to protect the world if not
4: people like you? So the first thing that I want to say, and I want to get it out there so you guys can know my position on this, is I actually like a lot of the female derivative or the other type of derivative of original characters that were put out mostly in the past, and I'll explain to you exactly why. Because these characters often start with a big disadvantage in that they are clearly and obviously just the female version on a superficial level of their male counterpart. However, when a writer is actually intelligent, when a writer is actually thinking about making this derivative work, which is often to sell more merchandise or to try to rope in new readers, one of the things that they do when they're intelligent is is actually change up the character fundamentally to make them distinct enough that it's a completely new spin on the same power set. A perfect example of this is Supergirl versus Superman. So Superman is somebody sent to Earth as a baby, raised on Earth by the Kents, and he's very much an American, middle America type, definitely an Earthling that happens to have an alien origin. And in my favorite adaptations of Supergirl, she is somebody who is either frozen or ended up in the Phantom Zone or whatever, whatever, at around age 16 and she ends up coming to earth having already experienced the bulk of her life on krypton on a futuristic society so essentially she's completely different on the most fundamental level from clark kent superman rather than somebody who's grasping at connections to their original home world supergirl is actually somebody who essentially went all the way back in time and then found themselves with amazing fantastical powers that they never actually grew up with and because she has memories and she has a recollection of krypton and she happens to be related to clark kent due to the fact that she's not only somebody from krypton but she's actually a blood relative a cousin of superman oftentimes you actually get somebody who can provide the connection that our mainline character is looking for to the home world while fundamentally being a different person and not just a generic female knockoff of the original even though on a fundamental level, Supergirl should just be a generic knockoff of the female original. This is one of the reasons why I like some of the modern interpretations of Superboy, where he's a clone, and he's half-human, half-Kryptonian, and sometimes he has a different power set, but he grew up in completely different circumstances, thus providing us a conflict of vision and a conflict of character when they meet and confront the original character that they are a derivative of. Another great example of this is Batman Beyond, who is Terry McGinnis, who didn't grow up rich, but did see his father or actually did have his father murdered, but it wasn't when he was a kid and he ultimately finds his way into the Batman suit and he uses Bruce Wayne more as a mentor to guide him through his progression into a Batman, and I know they did the whole cloning thing later, we we don't need to talk about that but fundamentally, you have different characters different personalities, even if they are going to wear a similar suit, have the same powers and literally be a derivative of the original, and She-Hulk is somebody that I would put in that category because fundamentally, what is the issue with Bruce Banner. Bruce Banner is a nerdy guy, he doesn't have a lot of confidence, he has rage inside, the gamma radiation explodes, and all of a sudden, his rage manifests as the Incredible Hulk, an uncontrollable rage monster that causes damage to everyone and everything around him, and Banner, in a lot of the comic book storylines, is perpetually looking for a cure for that ailment. Now, if I'm remembering correctly, there was some kind of accident where Banner's cousin, Jen, ended up getting injured, and Banner because they matched the same blood type before the gamma radiation ended up doing a blood transfusion and that transformed his cousin into the She-Hulk but the thing is in the show and this is where I have my first issue with the show it was just a drop of his blood during the course of an accident and they couldn't even give Banner the save in that situation that inadvertently turned her into She-Hulk which makes me think that anytime Banner bleeds one drop of his blood can convert you into a She-Hulk The inhibitor. Johnny, okay, get away from me. I'm bleeding. Get away. But more fundamentally, what makes G-Hulk work in contrast to Bruce Banner is the fact that they're different. Banner is somebody who transforms into an uncontrollable rage monster. That rage monster actually scares him. It's something that he wants to get rid of. And when he infects Jen with the thing that turns her into the She-Hulk, he feels guilty about it and he tries to cure her. By contrast, Jen, who actually is a career woman, somebody without the underlying rage issues that a 1960s nerd character would have, embraces her identity as the she-hulk she actually likes it and in some iterations she's stuck in the green form and just enjoys it in other iterations she actually just stays transformed in the green form because she enjoys it but fundamentally this is a character who enjoys the power enjoys the way she looks and everything about being a she-hulk so already you have a completely different character from bruce banner and the fact that they're different characters actually ends up working out because their hulk actually manifests in a completely different way way. And this, of course, fundamentally creates the underlying issue with this series, because rather than her being somebody that embraces her She-Hulk form immediately and is super into it, she's actually somebody who rejects it very simply
2: Order now
1: fighterflare.com. Flair.com.
4: ...similarly to Banner. However, this rejection doesn't work narratively for a number of reasons. First and foremost, it doesn't separate her enough from Bruce Banner in that they both don't like their Hulk forms. Number one. Number two... Part of the reason why Banner is rejecting the Hulk form is because of the consequences of the Hulk. Would he actually like the ability to transform himself into a Hulk and be fully conscious in that transformation and be able to be a superhero? Yes. Jen already has those abilities. She already has that from the jump. There was only one rage transformation, and then she basically was capable of controlling it with very little consequences, and yet she is still rejecting the calling of being a superhero, without the negative drawbacks that the Hulk has to deal with. On top of that, there's an absolutely horrible line, a terrible line, about how Jen can control the She-Hulk because she's been catcalled and because she could control her rage during the catcalling, therefore she's infinitely better at doing so than the regular Hulk.
0: Here's the thing, Bruce. I'm great at controlling my anger. Mm. I do it all the time. When I'm catcalled in the street... When incompetent men explain my own area of expertise to me, I do it pretty much every day because if I don't I will get called emotional or difficult or might just literally get murdered. So I'm an expert at controlling my anger because I do it infinitely more than you.
4: So of course this falls into the pattern that we often see in writing of female characters where they just go out of their way to put down male characters in order to build those female characters up. But in reality, all they're successfully doing is diminishing the male character without building up the female character. Because you talking down or you comparing and contrasting catcalling to what Bruce Banner has been through might seem like you nailed it in the writers room but in reality people have been paying attention to this universe think that's the most ridiculous thing that you could possibly say and by the way no fan of catcalling. i think it's reprehensible behavior and i would highly recommend that people stop doing it if they participate in it but the thing is the show contrasts catcalling to bruce banner who was a successful scientist having a rage monster that made him so scared of getting angry he had to go live in isolation away from friends and family for years in order to protect everybody around him all while simultaneously being hunted by the military that that seeks to either kill him or capture him or recreate the experiment and inflict that on other people we also have mansplaining contrasted to Bruce Banner ending up in space losing complete control over the Hulk for two years of his life and then having that fear that if he transformed into the Hulk again he would lose himself forever so that's a new fear a new stress and it's absolutely terrifying when you think about it and I know it's presented somewhat as a joke in Thor Ragnarok but if you really break down what was going on in that movie with bruce banner and with the hulk it's actually a horrifying scenario and then again we're comparing and contrasting being treated negatively by men to bruce banner having the woman that he loved died after he and his team failed which ended up leading to the wiping out of half the world a bunch of people that he cared about as well included in that and him not being able to grapple with the Hulk and not being able to play a significant role in stopping Thanos. So yeah, all the weight that this Gen character has totally stacks up when you break it down with Bruce Banner if you really look at it. And by if you really look at it, I mean if you hit your head with a hammer and then really look at it. And honestly, I really don't need to break down She-Hulk any further than that because that is the primary issue for the show. What you essentially have is a protagonist, the She-Hulk, that is completely unlikable, completely self-centered, and thinks that her minor petty problems in a universe with universe-altering threats are bigger than everybody else's and that she's the center of the universe. Which, again, could work to a certain extent if we had the confidence and not the imposter syndrome or the self-victimization being portrayed over and over again by this person.
1: I have been analyzing your blood, and the way it synthesized
4: gamma, I I was able to use it to completely heal my arm.
0: Oh. Because I'm better than you?
4: Mm, It's just basically different. In a better way. Also, there's the issue of Magic Blood, and I really hate, can't stand, am not in favor of this plot device, and yet it keeps appearing and reappearing and reappearing throughout different IPs. We saw Magic Blood, the blood of Khan, appear in Star Trek Into Darkness. In The Amazing Spider-Man 2, all of a sudden, Peter Parker had Magic Blood, even though that totally undercut the mythology of Spider-Man, that he was predisposed by his genetics to be Spider-Man when Spider-Man's all about any kid being able to be that character well now jen has magic blood and the magic blood can heal bruce banner's arm which is still damaged from him using the infinity gauntlet now he could have just healed over time on his own, but instead Jen has the blood that can undo the damage of the Infinity Stones because she's that much more special than everybody in fact, she stares at Banner when he tells her this and he says, wow I'm better than you, I'm actually better than you I'm genetically superior, it is in my blood, which may not be the message that you're trying to communicate when you're doing a series about woke feminism
1: I have been analyzing your blood and the way it synthesized gamma, I I was able to use it to completely heal my arm oh
0: because i'm better than you but am i saying that i'm better than you i guess i'm going a little further than you are yeah i'm fucking better than you Mm, it's just basically different in a better way okay much better than you you are garbage you're garbage
4: the fact of the matter is that the magic blood now that it's introduced is going to be a thing throughout the course of the series and i'm really just not that into it however i will close on this point I'm not the target demographic for this show. It's not made for me. It is made for 30-plus-year-old single cat ladies that might be entertained by the comedy and maybe are into Marvel stuff Also, So if they like this show, if they're into it, if they enjoy it, if they find it funny, I really have nothing against them because the show is going out of its way to say it's not for me. It's for a female perspective and it's for a 30 year old single woman perspective. And in reality, they're trying to make it more like a 30s woman dating show rather than a show about superheroes, so I can understand if it's not really appealing to me as a person. Now, I tend to think that if you're somebody who's following the MCU, which I would think is some kind of a prerequisite... For liking this show, you might not like the characterization of other people, so you might not be able to get into this funny show, or the show that's intended to be funny, but if you do, I have no grudge against you, and I honestly am not going to judge you, I probably won't continue watching the show, I might catch an episode here and there for a laugh, but... I'm fine if you're into it, if I'm being perfectly honest. Not everything needs to be made for everyone all the time, and television shows in particular are meant to appeal to a specific core niche, a specific core audience, and it's fine if that's what this show is designed to do. That being said, Mark Ruffalo melting down over negative reviews on Twitter is absolutely hilarious, saying that there's a bias against BIPOC and women shows in the world and people don't like it and people reacting and making fun of him for it Also amusing, but I expect IMDb, which is the website that Mark Ruffalo was complaining about to probably change the review system because we know that's how these companies work and she hulk is basically the predecessor in spirit to the lord of the rings rings of power so it seems like they're going to use this as a precedent to cut off fan reviews in the lead up to that amazon show and in fact i'm pretty sure imdb is owned by amazon so i wouldn't be surprised to see this done in order to protect she hulk when in reality it's being done in order to protect the half a billion dollar boondoggle that is lord of the rings rings of power Hey, those are just my thoughts let me know your thoughts down in the comments below if you like the video show my a like. subscribe for more content follow me on all my social media support me via the support links in the description box of this video this has been me talking about she hulk till next time
2: Order now